The views and opinions expressed in this podcast are those of Melanie Yelvington and Kimberly Taylor and are for entertainment purposes only. We mean no disrespect to the victims nor their families. Thank you for listening. And don't forget to hit that subscribe and follow button and like us. Bill of Humanity is a weekly podcast where we give you a look behind the human-like mask killers wear. So let's dive on in. What is up, my crime-crazy people? And welcome to Bell of Humanity. We're your hosts, Melanie Yelvington. And Kimberly Taylor. Today, we are bringing you the heinous crime committed by Shana Hubers. On October the 12th of 2012, she was killing her on-again, off-again boyfriend, Ryan Poston. So grab your favorite beverage and a pillow to scream into as we dive into a copycat Jody Aries case. Hey, but before we start, as always, we're a fan of the cursey words, and uh, several will probably be dropped. Sorry, Courtney. Sorry. <laughs> Trigger warnings. Um, talking about uh, gunshot, talk of uh, domestic abuse. As always, murder. Okay, Bess, you ready for this case? Let's do it. So Shayna Michelle Hubers was born on April 8th of 1991 in Lexington, Kentucky. Ryan Carter Poston was born on December 30th, 1982. He was just two days younger than me. Oh, yeah. So he was an attorney from Fort Mitchell, Kentucky. He attended Indiana University where he triple majored in history, geography, and political science and then went to law school at Northern Kentucky University. After he completed his Juris Doctor degree, he began to work as an attorney in Cincinnati, Ohio. What kind of an attorney was he? Do you know? Like a civil attorney or a criminal defense or? Uh, you know, I honestly, it didn't tell me. I was I looking kind of, for that. I vaguely remembered that about this case, but I never heard what type of a lawyer he was. So it would be the year 2011 that would turn his world upside down. This is when he met his future murderer, Shayna. She was just 20 years old at the time. So, so young to throw her life away. For sure. The two met on the social media app, Facebook. Isn't that where most people meet nowadays? Mm-hmm. Good so, old Facebook. Yeah. She was friends with Poston's step-cousin, Carissa Carlisle. Um, they soon began dating. They started talking, and then, like, let's just date, see how it goes. Hubers, she was a psych major, uh, University of Kentucky. Shout out Wildcats. They lived about 80 miles from Poston. That was a long distance relationship. Mm-hmm. She would go on to graduate cum laude and at the time was pursuing her master's in school counseling. It sounds like she's the one who needed the counseling. Um, Just saying. Mm-hmm. Counseling is <laughs> an understatement. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So the couple had a very volatile relationship, and they broke up many times over the 18-month period. I feel kind of bad for him because he had no idea what was coming. He just knew he was with some crazy bitch. Yeah. So, in fact, the very night of his life, he was supposed to have a date with Miss Ohio USA 2012, Aubrey Bolt. Very nice. She was beautiful. Okay. Unfortunately, that date didn't happen. So, October 12, 2012, Hubers would call 911 to report that she did indeed kill Poston, but it was in self-defense. 
He was shot six times at his Highland Heights condo. Six times. How is six times self-defense? Well, I mean, let's let's honestly think about it. In a I, true, in, in a, a true, true, in a true, in form. a true, what did they teach us? In um, I know what they taught me in my CHL class. They taught me if I'm gonna pull that trigger, I better keep pulling it. You're gonna empty it. Yeah. Eliminate the threat. That's true. And if you got a, I don't know what she had a six shooter. There you go. She emptied it. Still. But it's still, yes. More, more, I know more stuff is coming out. Yeah. So. Um, during her inter interrogation, um, she, after her Miranda rights were read, she continued to speak with the police voluntarily. She was like, okay, you know, I'll sit down and talk to you. That's fine. You know, let's get this out. I, it's, she's like, it's self-defense. This is what happened. So, mm -hmm. you know, I'll talk. Um, that same night, Hubers claimed that he was the one who was abusive. She stated that he was very vain. And, and here's what gets me. Oh, my God. That she gave him the nose job he always wanted. Wow. Yeah, I'm pretty sure he didn't want to be so dead when he got that. In other that. words, I blew his face off? Pretty much. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. I mean, he did say he wanted a nose job. Just not that way. I don't think that's how he wanted to achieve it, though. I don't think that's how it works. <laughs> Could be wrong, but... I don't think that's what he asked for. So, she told the police that after killing Poston, she called her mama and stated, Mama, what do I do? Ryan and I got into a physical fight and I killed him. Oh, my God. She also stated she picked up a gun from the table and fired. I shot him probably six times... I shot him in the head. He fell onto the ground. He was laying like this. His glasses were still on, and he was twitching some more. Oh. She, she then went on to say, I shot him a couple more times just to make sure he was dead. Damn. What is that called? That's called overkill. <laughs> yeah. That ain't self-defense. This, you know, this. Do we have a clip of it? Of her describing this? I believe there's Do, interrogation tapes uh, of it. Yeah. There's interrogation. Oh my God. Because I remember, I've watched it before, but it's been a long time and I maybe watched it twice. Yeah. But I do remember her just being like, I remember her saying like, he was laying like this. Yeah. He was just and she was literally down. showing how he was at the table. Yeah. Yeah, I remember. And that. then she just kept. She firing. was just talking about it, like. She's and then like, I did this, and had, yeah, going through motions then I and did everything. That. Mm. Calm as a cucumber. Uh huh. So calm. She's crazy. But what happened when she was left alone in the interrogation room is just bizarre and screamed guilty. She started to pace, dance around the room, and then started to sing "Amazing Grace." What the fuck? Wait. Yeah. So have they've already, they've already talked to her a little bit at this point? At and this left point, her alone? yeah. Or she's doing this before anyone ever even comes in? No, this is after they've already talked to her for a little while, and then they kind of left her alone. My thing is, is it's she said everything and was doing all this with it being recorded. I don't know if she was aware that the room was recording or not. I think she looked right at a camera at some point, if memory serves me correctly. I mean, you would have to be crazy not to. You have to know. And, I mean, you have to who know, doesn't right? know that? 
when you you would go, be surprised. What I people, mean, I guess so because there has been people that have busted into police stations and don't, don't they really. either don't know or don't care. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. Because she was recorded saying, I did it. Yes, I did it. I can't believe I did that. And I am so good at acting. Mind what? you of anybody? What? She said, and I'm so good at acting? She said, I'm so good at acting. Oh, my God. Bitch, please. Come on. Shut your mouth. She's freaking doing a jig in yes. <laughs> the police station. I mean, it could be like Jody and doing handstands. And oh, paint. oh yes. Jody's doing her handstands. <laughs> I didn't see you here. <laughs> All I'm picturing is amazing grace. Hey, she won a singing competition in there. She won. Jesus Christ. I love her singing. Jody Aries is just off her rocker. I can't wait to do that case. (laughs) That may be the next case. Because I need to dive into that one again. That, man, that trial was something else. It was. I was so glad I was able to watch it. I was able to watch it the way that I, So, Mm. Huberts was arrested for murder and was held on a $5 million bond. Yeah. She was indicted for Poston's murder on December 20th of 2012. On January 16th of 2013, she entered a plea of not guilty to the murder charges. Of course the crazy bitch did. (laughs) Of course she did. Of course. I'm not guilty. I didn't. I did it. But I didn't do it. But I did it. Bitch, make up your mind, honey. I know that you know. I know you know, but you know what I know. (laughs) She tried to pull that old number on them. Yes. Oh, God. So, it would take two and a half years before the trial would begin on April 13th of 2015. Oh, man. She remained in jail the entire time as she couldn't make bail. Who would want to bail her out? I'd be like, nope, nope, I don't even think I could as your parent. I mean, no, honey. We'll visit. (laughs) We will visit. That's as far as we're getting. Yeah. So, the prosecutors argued that the motive was that Poston wanted to be permanently, he wanted to permanently end the relationship. But the defense continued with the story that the shooting was in self-defense and that Hubers was a victim of domestic abuse. Whatever. Michelle Snodgrass, lead for the prosecution. Wow, what a name. I changed my name. Snodgrass. <laughs> you call it me Snotty. Snotty. <laughs> showed text message evidence of Huber's obsession with Poston. Remind you of Jody Aries? Yeah, for sure. <laughs> so, one text message read, Block my number. You can tell everyone you dumped me. That is just one of the thousands of messages between the estranged couple. Investigators stated that they painted a picture of a scorned woman. All these messages did. The most chilling one being sent just days before Poston's death on October 2nd of 2012. She had told a friend of hers that she was going to a shooting range with Poston and that he was an evil person. Oh. She then told said friend in a message that when she goes to the shooting range that night with Ryan, she was going to shoot and kill him and play like it's an accident. Oh my god. Her friend responded back saying, be careful, no accidents or something of that nature. And Hubris responded with, I'll try not to. I'll try not to? I'll try not to. <laughs> I'll try not to get murder. 
I'll try. I can't guarantee you that. <laughs> I mean, the gun just accidentally. I what just pointed it his direction and just accidentally went off with my finger on the trigger. What the actual fuck? <laughs> there are messages of Huber's begging Ryan not to break up with her. And he responded and saying, stop. Leave me alone. Throughout the investigation, it was determined that she was, in fact, the abusive one. So, was she stalking him, too, the way Jody was? I, like, I know she's texting the shit out of him right now. I don't not, believe that she was stalking well, him. She wasn't but she out was, of the window and shit like Jody No, was. she wasn't that obsessive, but she was pretty obsessive. Like, please don't break up with me. Please don't break I'm so sorry. What did I, you know, what can I do to make it better? You know, just that type of thing. So, during the trial, the step-cousin that they were mutual friends with on Facebook, her name's Carissa. Uh, she took the stand, stating her cousin was trying to avoid conflict with Huber's. Huber's former cellmate, Cecilia Miller, even testified against her. Because, you know, you talk to your cellmate, and this one has loose lips. Mm-hmm. She got on the stand saying she bragged about killing her boyfriend, laughing about how she shot him in the face and gave him the nose job he always wanted. Mm. Miller also stated that Huber's discussed legal strategy with her, saying she was going to plead insanity, but she was too smart as her IQ is that of Einstein. I'm rolling my eyes right now at that because... Who said that? Huber's. She's like, I have the IQ of Einstein. I feel like I should say it like that, too. Yes. (laughs) Ew. So, she was going to plead batter wife syndrome instead. She did not take the stand in her own defense, but did, however, rely on her police interrogation tape. Oh. I'm sorry. Why would you do that? What? Why would you do that? After you acted a fool and danced around and was dumb. I did that. I did that. (laughs) I did that. I'm good at acting. Never in my life. I can just picture like, (laughs) bounce. Just go dancing that. Stay alive. alive. (laughs) (laughs) She's an idiot. Yeah, very much so. (laughs) One of the worst. God. So on April 25th of 2015, after only five hours. Five hours. That's a long time, actually, for all this mess. It is, but still. <laughs> but, hey, I give them, give them some time. Compared to some of the other trials we've watched, you know, that oh, was yeah. actually really quick. Oh, yeah. The jury came back guilty of murder. It was recommended that she serve a 40-year prison sentence. Huber's attorney argued for a new trial, stating they were not allowed to present evidence and witnesses that would have shown self-defense. What witnesses? <laughs> what, what, what? What are they? Why didn't you why show didn't, it? Why did they come now? Why, why didn't you show it? What the? You digging out? <laughs> no. Come on, people. Try again. They also asked the judge to recognize her as a victim of domestic violence, which would reduce the amount of time required to serve before she would be eligible for parole. Which is the same stunt that Miss Jodi Arias tried to pull when she pulled the oh. shirts out. <laughs> oh, my God. I'm a victim of domestic violence. <laughs> Please buy my shirt. No, um, bitch. No. 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 Sit down. You sit down in your little corner. In your little, your little uh, piece of oxygen that we give you. Yeah, that's all Don't you can have. Don't waste it. Go, go. Just zip, zip it. You're lucky you even be alive. 
I wish I was on that jury. Oh my God, that would have been a good. She would have got death if I was on that jury because we are not going home. Nope. Until we're all on the same page. <laughs> yep, I agree. You're not sleeping. You're not sleeping. You're not sleeping. <laughs> okay, sorry. Back on track. Back on track. Sorry. So, under state law, she would be required to serve 85% or 34 years of her term before she could possibly get out. But, the motion the attorneys put in place would require only 20% before she could be released. Four months after being convicted, she was sentenced to 40 years in prison, eligible for parole after 34 years. The judge declared that he did not believe Hubers was a victim of domestic violence. And that he had considered a sentence greater than 40. Mm. But, but, she did appeal her conviction. And it was granted on August 25th of 2016. This overturned her conviction on the basis that one of her jurors had, they concealed a felony conviction. <gasps> and In Kentucky state law, felons can't serve on juries. Oh my gosh. How did that get passed up? Yeah, that was a huge. Don't they do a background check on everybody? Yeah, you somebody shouldn't, you shouldn't didn't even do got their an invitation. Job. You shouldn't even got an invitation. <laughs> no. So her new trial was set for September eighteenth of twenty seventeen, but was delayed until January of sixteen, January sixteenth of twenty eighteen. She requested, kind of demanded, for a new out of state attorney. And they were granted a six-month delay to allow him to prepare for a retrial. She's just all about Why demand. Why would she want an out-of-state attorney? What's I guess she didn't like the ones that were in state. But also because of, I think she was still so obsessed with Ryan, and he was an out-of-state attorney. Oh, okay. so There's so good, you know, just oh. that obsession still there. I got you. So, her new trial began on August 8th of 2018. Holy cow. I was right around the time that Watts killed his family. Um, Isn't that crazy how you take one date from one case? I do that all the time. I do too. Oh, this was going on at the same time. time. Because this is what was going on around that time. Oh my Mm -hmm. gosh. Ooh, Mm -hmm. chills. Yep. In this trial, she gave lurid details of the sexual relationship between her and Poston. No, you know, nobody needs to know all the details. Leave the dead man's stuff alone. Wait, nobody needs to know them damn details. Why? Um, she was trying to do what Jody Arias yeah. did. The defense built its case around Poston being an abusive boyfriend. Again, the same old song and dance. He's the abusive one. He abused me. I wasn't abusive. But I was stalking him. But I was a stalker. After another five hours of deliberation, the jury came back and found her guilty of murder again. Yeah. This time around, she was sentenced to life imprisonment with the possibility of parole. She will have to serve 17 years before she'll be eligible in 2032. She is currently incarcerated at the Kentucky Correctional Institute for Women in Peewee Valley, Kentucky. Rest in peace, Peewee Herman. Right. Well, there y'all have it. In the case of a psycho, obsessive girlfriend. Everyone take a deep breath. And let's woosah this out. Or yawn it out as Melis. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. 
Thank y'all for listening. Join us next week as we bring you a brand new case that is swirling around in our heads. All right, my crime crazy people, we will be back next week with a brand new episode. To see all of our source material, please consult the show notes. Don't forget to click that subscribe follow button and follow us on our social media at Velvet Humanity Podcast, Instagram, YouTube, and Facebook. We're also on TikTok. Also, please leave us a review and comment. Just tell us how we're doing. We'd love that. We love feedback. Yeah, please give us feedback. We love it. We're We'd not, love to hear it. Yeah. I mean, don't be ugly, but, you know. We promise. We, we'll be nice. Hosted by Kimberly Taylor and Melanie Yelvington. Produced, edited, and music by Courtney Santos. A Bronx Bay production. Okay, Bronx, tell them we will see them again next week. Ooh.